Hello, boys. Hey, guys. How we doing? Hey, hey. Let me just tell you something. I'm on top of cloud nine what and cloud ten, if there is such a thing. Is what's the oh, one above is. it? Well, whatever it is, I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm on top of it. Okay. Okay. I've diagnosed the audio hum. <gasps> the buzz. Ooh. And it the is one, now gone. The one nobody but you's ever heard. <laughs> yeah, untrue. Oh. You guys have all heard it. Oh, okay. This is true. And have commented about comment, sure. commented about it. This Only is true. It's been taken care of. Only off so. the air. Hey, good job, I buddy. I feel better. Yeah, man. I think maybe if if I've been tense or if I've been nervous in the last couple episodes, maybe that's that's why. And the so, hum. You know, yeah. Well, so what was it? Was like a like a pretzel? Uh, <laughs> no, it was an XLR connector plugged into an, mm. another XLR connector that wasn't quite making the full connection there. Oh. So there was some kind of ground loop going on. And, okay. Uh, okay. There's always, there's always an explanation in the end. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, in the best case scenarios, yes, there is. It usually does That's, have to do with the plug. Usually. I was a, I was really afraid it was just because I was having cables draped. Guys, it's let me not, not go into it. Okay. Let's not get into it. No, okay. not, not Nobody it. wants not to hear it. this. It's been resolved. <laughs> <laughs> it's been resolved. Yes, the important exactly. Thing Let's is move that on. It's been resolved. Exactly. Let's move on. How are you guys? Doing all right. We got some snow, yeah. didn't we, Jay? Whew. Yeah, we did. It's nice. Yeah, it's 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 been a mess here on the East Coast. Yeah. Mm. What about there out there on the West Coast, there, Greg? Are you, Greg? It, it was funny. I was t- I was chatting with someone on the East Coast, and it, I was like, "Yes, yeah, it's, it's been kind of cold and rainy here." They're like, "It's 18 degrees here right now." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like 65." <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, like, it's kind of cold and rainy here. That's funny. <laughs> that's really I mean, funny. So mm. I'm not, uh, you know, it. Yeah, sorry. Get yourself a new winter coat, there, Greg. <laughs> I did. I did. Grab As a, a matter of fact, thank right you for bringing it up. Yep. <laughs> hey, now. Well, listen. You know, I just uh, just needed to re up on some things. Did a little shopping. Yeah, boy. Had some had some, had some uh, gift certificates burning a hole in my pocket. Ooh, there you go. Nice. So I, uh, yep, getting ready to come back east. Um, Anybody on the East Coast, I know that we have some uh, listeners who are customers of Keith Grasso's music store. Island Island Music. Island Music, exactly. Yeah, in La Plata. If you're in the D.C., Virginia area, go take a look at the Red Hot Chili Peppers tribute.com because I'm coming to town with Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, tribute. And uh, we're playing in Roanoke. There's one other show that I can't remember where exactly it is. And then the State Theater in Falls Church, Virginia. Yeah. Just south of D.C. It's Saturday. And right? uh, that's Saturday night. And uh, it's going to be pretty rocking. That show, we're doing Blood Sugar Sex Magic in its entirety, Ooh. which will be fun. And uh, yeah, but then, but so I'm getting ready to come back east, long story short. And uh, I just needed to re up on my supplies. And I wanted to make sure I had a, a nice new winter coat, which are hard to come by out here in L.A. <laughs> There's not like so a big th- pile of them somewhere. You're going to be visiting uh, Island Music? Well, I will try, okay. um, depending on cool. the routing, you know, um, but I did get a, a, a very nice text from our buddy Keith Grasso, friend of the show, yeah, inviting me to stop by, Keith's and yeah. he, he told me he'd get me a beer. He told me he'd give me a free VH signature model of my choice. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah, wow. it sounds like isn't that, isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wow, slow down, man." Hey, okay, <laughs> but okay, sure. Why not? Sure. Why not? <laughs> sweet, sweet. And yeah. I know I'm gonna try to make it down there this Saturday. So if there's any other listeners in the area that want to do that, we should try to do a little little party, a little yeah, down man. there. Oh, what well, time does the show start? Um, we have a great opening, local opening act, uh, DC local, uh, in Gordon Sterling and the People. They're gonna start. I think around eight eight thirty, mm-hmm. and then we'll be on probably an hour after that. 
Sweet. Um, Sweet. Yeah. So it's going to be rocking. It's going to be fun. And um, I'm going to be excited to be back. Even though it's, it hasn't been terribly long time since I was gone, I, I, I do miss it, even when it's cold and sad. The East so. Coast misses you, Greg. Oh, thanks, Always. guys. Always. Well, and the West Coast would love to have you anytime. <laughs> so, oh, get, okay. your, get right. your asses out here. Get your freezing asses out here. So, your room, the room's going to be empty? It's like all month, you said, right? <laughs> it usually <laughs> yeah. is, you know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, Nick arrives the, the yeah. day after Greg. <laughs> yeah. Greg's hey. like, bye. I'm like, can you leave the door open? Hey, what yeah. up? <laughs> hey, hey, Greg, keys. <laughs> <laughs> Hook me up. Yeah. Uh, well, man. cool. We're all looking forward to that, Greg. Hopefully, yeah. we'll get the chance to see you and uh, great. come on out and see the Red Knot Chili Peppers in action. Yeah. Not to be missed. Not to but be in the meantime, we got a show to do here, boys. What oh, do you say we, do. we get it started? Let's, Let's do get this. on it. 128. You should check it out. Yes, that's right. This is You Should Check It Out. Oh. This is episode 128 mm. coming at you on a beautiful Thursday. I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> might be a little chilly. Might the most be miserable day there. ever, it turns yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, my name is Jay. And I'm Nick. I'm Greg. And we have an awesome show for you tonight. Greg's going to be talking about some sad dad rock. Uh-oh. I'm going to be talking about a year, a boomer year. So says and you. Nick, yeah. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, more more on that to come. And uh, Nick, I totally blanked on what you're doing. It's an tonight. Armenian prodigy. Oh, right. Of <laughs> yeah. course. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry that didn't roll off my tongue. Yeah, Nick's okay. going to be talking about, about some Armenian jazz rock prodigies, or just one in particular. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. All right. I think that's a good cool. topic. We'll see. I got a while. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward it. to it. Greg. You're up first, buddy. What you hey got now, for us? Let's 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 play a little clip. Actually, last night I was hanging with a buddy of mine, and he is a very talented guitarist. And he was like, "Yeah, I went through my Lenny Brow phase," and I was like, "You know, that's someone I need to check out." He's like, "If you've never heard him, you need to listen to more." And I agreed, and he played me this clip of uh, Lenny Bro. It's spelled B-R-E-A-U. Uh, Jay, have you ever heard of this guy? I have not. I have okay, not. well, very highly regarded. Uh, finger style of guitarist, jazz guitarist, and there's a lot of his stuff to go through, but this one I thought was pretty exciting. This is uh, his cover of a song called The Claw. It's like solo guitar. Yeah, cool. Check it out. Thank you. 
Jay likes that. Scorching, man. Tasty. Jay likes it. Oh, love it. Well, yeah. that's a that's a Jerry Reed song, right? That I know because Tommy Emmanuel, ah. the acoustic guitar player, plays. Oh yeah, it. incredible also, version of it. Okay. Yeah. Also a beast, beast. But mode. man, oh, that like he's got the 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 bass line going. He's got mm-hmm. the whole like oh man, that's that's fantastic stuff. Jay, uh, you know from a little quick little guitar nerd thing is that he actually Please. has he had a uh, a model and there's a, a video of him where he's got a high A string so it's kind of like the Tosin guitar that I talked about you know but it's sort of reversed and the fans are are uh, fretted you know because the scale is up and the, he, he, the frets are fanned yeah okay yeah 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 because the, since you have such a dis, such a big difference between the low string and the high string you kind of have mm-hmm. to shake you, you have to uh have and both keep the relationships, the distances. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's where you get the fan frets because you know one end of the neck is longer than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, in any case, thought that uh, I might I might try to send you that video. It sounds that's really crazy. cool because you really like have never heard anything like it. It's a high A string above the E. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, crazy. and he's doing and he's doing beautiful stuff with. It. I mean, you know, you can clearly hear this guy is yeah. you know a, a freak. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would say Tommy Emmanuel is probably one of this guy's like descendants. He he did he made uh, records with Chet Atkins. Like he, he, this guy's that like, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, he's a real deal. But yeah, you just we don't have time to dig into all these guys. But my but so my many. buddy Ju- my buddy Justin he got into that kind of style of Tommy Emmanuel mm-hmm. um, at a young age. And wow, so that'd that's be nice. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fun. I mean, yeah, he's still in the in the biz, but not as a performer. Um, but uh, great guy, and uh, yeah, it was it was fun catching up with him. And he, yeah, he, we we listened to a bunch of this stuff last night and geeked That's out. Great, so man. thought I'd share with you guys. That's um, awesome, man. Yeah. Anyway, I also stumbled on a very funny article. Okay. Dealing with music that I immediately had to send <laughs> to you guys. So you you know what I'm talking about. But yeah. for the for the audience here, it's it's a joke list. The topic is the topic is. What's your favorite sad dad band says about you? <laughs> and I got to give props to Kaz for sending it to me. Um, but it basically goes down to... And first of all, I had to say, sad dad, oh boy, I know exactly... Like before I even clicked on it, I, yeah, I yeah. never heard this term before, but I'm like, I know exactly what they're talking about. Yep. <laughs> sure, I was like, I think I know exactly what they're talking about. And boom, right away, first band that gets brought up. Jay's album of the year pick, The War on Drugs. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) So I I had to send it to Jay. But yeah, because there is something to be said about bands like, okay, so uh, before we talk, we go through and maybe pick our our favorite little like uh, quotes from this article. Well, I don't know if we have time to read the whole thing. Uh, I I want to. It's freaking You want to? You want to go through it? No, I don't know. I don't know. Are there any favorite? I don't don't know. This is your call, man. (laughs) This thing is fantastic. Just just really quick, here are the the sad dad bands. The War on Drugs, I guess. Uh The National, Mm -hmm. Wilco, Mm -hmm. Pavement, Pearl Jam, Bright Eyes, Father John Misty, mm-hmm. Arcade Fire, Bony Bear, mm-hmm. <laughs> Modest Mouse, yep. My Morning Jacket, Pixies, Everclear. I don't know if they should have made this cut. Okay. Death well, Cab for Cutie. Yeah, it, mm, the sentence under I, I Everclear to, is pretty simple. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I think uh, I think you get the point. There's uh, yeah. there's more than that, but it's perfect. Um, yeah, but it's definitely. Wonderful. The one that really made me laugh and still makes me laugh is the national. We'll have to we'll have to get to that. Why don't so you let's, read let's, it? Why don't you okay, read it? Okay, 
All right, so here's here's what it says about the national. And remember, the, the topic is what your favorite sad dad band says about you. Uh-huh. By John Moe. This is on McSweeney's. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll link it in the in the in the notes. Yep. Thank you. So, the national. You should have moved to Brooklyn when you had the chance. You never had the chance. <laughs> At what point does the artisanal whiskey interest just become alcoholism with a higher word count? <laughs> you used to think you were once great at soccer, but now you're not so sure you were ever good at soccer. <laughs> this is causing a very low-level existential crisis that will vanish in three years. <laughs> it's perfect. It's great. It's like, you know, there's definitely something. The reason why it makes me laugh is because, I, first of all, I never got this band. I'm not the saying national? anything bad about him, but I just never, I, I was like, who is this for even? Who do, you know, know, like, who do we know that loves the National that moved to Brooklyn? Oh, I definitely know I, the guy. I know. You know the paragraph we're certain for. I oh, definitely really? do. His name is CJ. Yeah? He used to work oh, at yeah. Bill's Music with us. Yep. Oh, yeah. He mm-hmm. actually introduced me to the National. Yeah. Right. I just never got, I mean, I would listen to it and be like, I don't know who this is for, but it's not for me. But and I'm just I saying, that, that paragraph was written for CJ. Yeah? You don't know oh, him, oh, but I know wow. him, and he's perfect. Wow. Okay. Great. <laughs> and it's, and I don't know if you've ever hung out in Brooklyn, you know you know the guy that, that this is referring to. Um, but uh, it's just funny because again, I, I that's one of the few times I heard this, a band in my life where I was like, I don't know if this is meant for people older than me or younger than me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. No, it's it, it is. It, yeah, it, but it's it missing lulls. me. It, it lulls. It's just it's just a constant lull. Okay. The maybe maybe just, I just haven't heard the right song or something. No, I don't like it. Okay. No, I don't yeah, know what it, it is. It just it doesn't ever get to where it seems like it wants to get to. Right. And then the song's over, and it's like, really? Oh, okay. But also, Sad. there's something about the the guys playing it, and and it's fun. That what makes this topic so funny to me at least is just they are they do look like sad dads yeah. they're old enough to they're all old enough to be dads <laughs> yeah and they all look sad yeah <laughs> and the music is kind of like sad even though it's usually like major you know yep right it's like usually like upbeat boom 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 what's boom, another yeah. what's another one that we should read okay war well, on no, drugs I, I, I have to know greg oh sorry did any of these choices resonate with you come on man are you um, are father john just... misty interestingly <laughs> enough because okay, fa- Father John Misty says you and your friends still drop Mr. Show references to each other over text. That's totally me. <laughs> okay. And then he goes on to say, "You haven't had as many Zoom calls with them as you as you all said you wanted to have. You'll inevitably watch any movie The Rock is in. Kayaks." <laughs> 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 I, I don't know, Greg. I think that fits. Yeah, yeah, I mean, kayaks, not not really, and neither the rock reference, but <laughs> I, I do like the Mr. Show. And also just seeing Father John Misty kind of like, ah, like kind of stung a little bit, you know, because <laughs> like, but it's it's true. It's very true, you know. And then like, sure enough, like the picture of him, like, you know, it's, it's like his fourth album. He's kind of like, he's got yeah. his head, head like kind of buried in his hands, you know, you're like, yep, there it is, sad, with like a big beard, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep, sad dad. <laughs> Sad dad. Nick, did you have a pick? Yeah, you read one. Not, you I can pick one. one for you. You want to you read one for me? Go ahead, Jay. Uh, and then you can pick one for me? Yes. Let's let's pick some for each, a okay. few for each other, and then we'll go. <laughs> we'll right. move on. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, well, Nick, your pick, as far as I'm concerned, is pavement. Mm-hmm. Be, because, and I know why. But go ahead. David go ahead. Foster Wallace. Go ahead. Go ahead, yeah, Jay. Yeah, the David it. Foster Wallace reference. Do you want me to read, read, it? read it? Do you want me to read it? No, 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 no. no. Sure. Jay reads it. Jay reads oh, okay, it. okay, okay. Yeah, you so, read it. Pavement yeah. for Nick Klein. Okay. <laughs> Your son's friends like you and worry about you, but they 
don't tell your son about this. Okay. <laughs> All right. You point out where things used to be when you drive around town. But all the things you point out are somewhat shady and confusing. This is that is was, that sounds like me. <laughs> was that place a dance club? Hmm. A friend's house? Ooh. Were there parties there or just a drug dealer? <laughs> Whoops. You may have misplaced your David Foster Wallace books in the last move, or your spouse quietly donated them. You like walnuts now. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody misplaced my David Foster Wallace books. I lent them all out. Okay, okay. <laughs> they never. Came you were done with them. Darn it! You read a quarter of them, just like everyone else, and then gave them one. All right, Nick, you get to read one for Jay. I know. I got yeah. a five. I had. I didn't know this was going to be the how we were doing it. We're well, be- <laughs> I, I, I like the Take very first one personally, but you want you want the you want the war on well the war on drugs one is yeah, but that's not Jay. Okay. It's still funny. I, the, yeah. the war on drugs. I'll read that one while I consider the other one. Um, okay. okay. We're on the war on drugs. You make your own paella and take super long naps on Saturday, <laughs> like over two hours consistently. You prefer the smallest possible hardware stores with the oldest possible employees. That's me. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? Used to, that's just that's being a dad. Used to yeah. call. Used to sincerely call male friends brother, but you stopped. I still I still haven't dropped that. One. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. No, we all call each other bros. Come on. Oh, man. I do like paella, and I do like to make my own, but I do not like take, taking naps. So Really? You ought to find another one. No, can't do naps. Wow. You, you're just not, not tired enough. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Oh, I think the bright eyes one is the best one for me. I, yeah, I, all right. Well, I'll, I, I'll, I, go yeah. for it. Okay, I'll, I'll, why don't I read Bright Eyes for, for Mr. Mr. Rossman? Okay. <laughs> unless, unless, Nick, you want to take it. Nick, you should take it. Okay. Bright Eyes. Someone hurt you. <laughs> Multiple someones, actually. And at some point, you just said, f*** it, and made a spreadsheet to keep track. And then you deleted the spreadsheet, undeleted it, and stored it in a file titled Past. You're nearing a point where, you're nearing a point where you like making pesto more than eating pesto. <laughs> Never been a sports fan, but you might give hockey another try. <laughs> it's the pesto line that gets me. Yeah. You like to make it more I than you like, like to eat. I like pesto more than I eat, like eating pesto. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. I got some pesto for you, brother. <laughs> I, got, I, oh, I, got one for, I got one for, for Nick, if I may. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's do it. All right, Nick. Bon hiver. Mm. Perhaps the most accurate term to apply to your situation is seriously injured and lost in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Bonnie Bear. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. great, Modest Mouse. What are you on? What are you on? <laughs> You're on life, man. Life and energy jinx. No, you haven't heard from Jen in many years now. You heard she might have moved back to town, actually. You're not on Facebook because, yeah. That's all you need, those people listening in. <laughs> Your bike is transportation to and subject of protest of the protest you attend. Yeah. Your bike is, is transportation to and subject of the protest you attend. Mission <laughs> <laughs> about the uh, bike you bring to your protest. I, I, have, I, I, have one, I have one for Jay. What's that? Oh, please. Death cab for cutie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a good yes. one for Jay. Yes, please. Academia isn't nearly as much fun as people think, but it's nice being on the other side of the tenure process. <laughs> you joined a rowing crew, but your shoulders all f***ed up, so you had to stop for now, anyway. 
clearly your fandom for The Bachelor can no longer be considered to be ironic. That's actually Untrue. more me. Yeah, Untrue. Yeah. Yeah. You like The Bachelor too? <laughs> Bachelor yeah, I do not. I do okay, not. Okay, no, no. <laughs> as, you, as you sit in the Adirondack chair in the backyard an hour after sunset, you fire up a joint in a disassociative disorder. <laughs> <laughs> <That's really Yep>. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> Actually, that, that that one might be more for me. In in in, in line. they've all but, got truisms that apply. Yeah, to us. That, that, that's, well, this is it's a good it's a good roast, by the way, of just these bands and their fans. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pos- I think it's a positive thing in the end. That and I just love the fact that now we're old enough to be the subject of humorous articles written by people younger than us. Well, we don't know that is someone younger than us that wrote it. I'm going to guess. Does anyone, can anyone provide any clarity as to why under my morning jacket, all it says is, you know how to cook an eel. <laughs> <laughs> you know how to cook an eel. I really uh, hope the Counting Crows one would have been a little bit more specific because that would have been my sad, bad, yeah. sad dad band. Mm-hmm. Read that one, Jay. What's but that I, one say? Well, the Counting Crows one, it says, this turns out if you really want to get anywhere in the commercial cannabis industry... It's all about who you know, mm. <laughs> which, you know, a couple of years ago, maybe that would have been, you know, a, a possible career path of mine, but I moved on from that. So I moved on because mm. you, you didn't know the right people. <laughs> I didn't know the right people. That's right. Wow. Oh, wait. Hmm. Well, so there you have it, boys. I mean, if, if you want to look it up and read all the different bands, it's uh, just Google Sad Dad and McSweeney and it'll come right up. It's in the show but, notes. It's in the show notes, right? Excuse yeah. Me. You know it. So, cool. yeah, stuff. but there you have it. And, you know, listen, it, it's just funny because a lot of times I've, I always felt that the people who listen to The National mm-hmm. and some of the other bands listed. And I admit I'm a big fan of some of these bands, as I know we all are. Well, so and not, as a side not, note for The National, like, is, is that Aaron Destner? Yeah. I, that dude it, has again. been, all, he's been, he's done everything the past year that we've, that people have listened to. Like, he's all over the place. So the guy's, the guy does good okay. stuff. Yeah. So. Okay. But in any case, it's not so much about the bands as much as their their fans because some I felt some of these bands developed a fan base of people who are very obnoxious, <laughs> uh, you know, music unique, uniquely themselves, music fans, yes. and yeah. very um, pitchfork, uh-huh. shall we yes. say, uh-huh. yes. beards, you know? yes. yep. And so and so to have a, a nice little roast, you know, a nice little dig. At, at this, nice. uh, you know, at this click, and it's so, and it's just a per- sad dad. I mean, it's perfect, you know. Perfect. Yep. You know, because people because for really? a while it was dad rock, right? Mm-hmm. This, this is sad dad rock, and that's that's sad a different rock. that's a different <laughs> thing. Well done. It's a little more specific. So well done. Good find. Good find. Well done, Mr. Loman. Well, you know that and was well a fun little Mr. John Moe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most no heaven. <laughs> if I could get a little bit more serious here, you know, we like to have fun, you know, kind of sometimes in the opening segment. But, we do. Uh, you know, we I, do. I need to get into some of the hard-hitting journalism that's crossed my desk over the past oh. week. Okay. All right. Guys, Whatever you know, say. I take my music listening and music history very seriously. You're quite serious. I've, Along yeah, with absolutely. this paella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yes, <laughs> right. And my dis- disassociative disorders. Exactly. Mm-hmm. On my back porch, yeah. Mm-hmm. But honestly, this has been something that it gets stuck in my craw for I, I don't know why. Like, I like classic rock a lot. I kind of think that there's a part of me that wish it would have been born earlier, like 30 years earlier, so that I could have enjoyed the 70s. I know that's all like revisionist history and, and nonsense like that, but 
it, for some reason, the year 1972 has always really resonated with me music-wise. I, I suppose the first album that that I became entranced with from 1972 is Exile on Main Street, the Rolling Stones album. Okay. But once you, once I went in and explored a little bit more about the year 1972, or, or I guess more specifically, just found more albums from that era, like they all came out in 1972. In my experience, mm -hmm. and so it, I've just become associated that that year has become associated in my memory with like that's got to be the best year in music. Hmm. So the best I want to talk music. a little bit. Yeah, I'll, okay. I, I'll formulate my question a little bit later. Let, okay. me, let me start with some music from 1972. Okay, I got a couple clips for you. I think I'm going to start with one of my favorite tracks by Mr. Rod Stewart. This is off of his first solo album. Uh, never a dull moment and this is basically with all the members of the faces this came out in 1972 classic album the name of the track is true blue never been a millionaire and i tell you mama i don't care never gonna own a race horse or a fastback mid-engine force don't think i'll own a private jet on the stock Yeah. yeah, cool. Mr. Ron Wood playing the guitar on that one, of course. Yeah, he's a uh, member of the faces. Definitely, yeah. I don't know. To me, like that's like the iconic sound from 1972. And I just I just love it. It's got the roads, got the real dry drum sound. Yep. Just love that. Just love that style. Mm -hmm. So, when I came across this article today, it's from the San Diego Tribune, San Diego Union Tribune, by a genius named George Varga. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, the title of the article is, Is 1972 the best year ever for great albums? Whoa, whoa, whoa. The article you've been waiting for. It, it seriously was like... A validation. Okay, well, that's, that's my topic for this week because <laughs> finally <laughs> somebody's on the same page with me. It just took 50 years after 20, to 2022. Here we are. That's right. Yep. <laughs> that's right. So I'm going to open it up to you guys. I, I asked the question earlier in the day. Try to top 1972 as the best year ever for rock, soul, country, popular music albums. I, hmm. Because I, I can go through the list here. I've got two pages worth of lists of albums that came out this year. And it's just, it blows my mind every time I talk about it. Let me just throw a couple out there, just, a couple to set, out there. just to set the, the tone and set my argument for 1972 as the best, best year ever. Now, I wasn't alive in 1972, so it Correct. could have been totally awful. 
Mm-hmm. Totally awful. But as far as in retrospect, <laughs> Exile on Main Street by the Stones. Stevie Wonder had two albums that year, Talking mm-hmm. Book and Music of My Mind. Okay. David Bowie, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Neil Young, Harvest. Curtis Mayfield, Superfly. Mm-hmm. Almond Brothers, Eat a Peach. Yeah, Paul Simon with his debut solo album, Paul Simon. Uh, we got an album that I talked about in a very early episode of You Should Check It Out. The Nitty Gritty Dirt Band released Will the Circle Be Unbroken. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got Jethro Tull, Thick as Brick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aretha Franklin, Young, Gifted, and Black. My man Jimmy Smith released Root Down. Oh, that is a good one. Right? Uh, Dr. John released his first solo album, Dr. John's Gumbo. Little Feet, Sailing Shoes. Greg, you were talking about the other week. Black Sabbath released Volume 4. That's a classic. 1972. Jimmy Cliff releases the incredible reggae album, The Harder They Come. Lou Reed, Transformer. James Brown, Get on the Good Foot. Uh, you guys happen to like this one band called Yes. Mm-hmm. They released a little album called Close to the Edge in 1972. It's a big Talked one. about that one a couple times. It's a big one. And I just, there's a bunch of great jazz albums on here too. Uh, but one that I actually, oh, before I get to that, Frank Zappa, a guy that we're fairly yeah, familiar with, actually released three albums yeah, this, this year. Yeah, this was a big year for him, right? Was this Apostrophe? <laughs> no, 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 not quite. That was, I think, 73 or 74. Oh, okay. In 72, he released Just Another Band from LA, Waka Jawaka, and The Grand Wazoo. It's a busy yeah. year for him. Okay. This, this, by the way, is the era that my friend Kenny Schroyer was playing bass trombone in his band. That's right, on the the Grand Wazoo, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I went back and listened to that, which is fantastic. But there's another album that I wasn't aware of that I became aware of because of this list. Ornette Coleman released an album called Science Fiction. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever checked this out? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I was blown away by this. I was listening to it all day. It was great. Ornette Coleman, I love him. He's a great saxophone player, great composer, great arranger, but uh, this album is is something different. Um, and I wanted to play a track from that while I got your guys' attention. This one's called Civilization Day. <laughs> So you guys are actually familiar with this album. I mean, science I, fiction. Yeah. I think did we have we talked about this one? 
I don't know if I we talked about this one on the show, but uh, we barely we barely talked about Ornette. That's it's true. true. That's yeah. true. All right, we'll read that in the future. Uh, Mr. Don Cherry. Yeah, the, I, think I was gonna say Don yeah. Cherry on trumpet. On the trumpet, pretty bad. Is Charlie Hayden on bass on this, or somebody else? Mm, that I don't. It's know. Probably somebody else, but yeah. anyway, I do like that. Great stuff. stuff. Yeah. There's a bunch of great debuts. I'm just gonna. Okay. Finish things off here. Yep. Bunch of great debuts. Linda Ronstadt had her debut album. Linda Ronstadt, the Eagles, little band, little known band named the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, they came out with their debut album, and Roy Buchanan, fantastic guitar player, came out with his debut album. So, 1972. I think it sets a pretty high bar, but I'm willing it to does. entertain other suggestions. Greg, okay. why don't you go first? I would have to. I, I'm not going to argue, but I'm going to bring in another year as a potential convergence of greatness, shall we say? <laughs> all right, all right. A chronological like convergence of yeah. excellence, um, which is going to be 1991. Oh, I was hoping okay. somebody would yeah, say that, because that Nick, might be my second favorite. Yeah, I mean, when you have three earth-shattering records come out on the same day, <laughs> that you, I mean, you, you got to look at the rest of the year and be like, what else? Yeah. And, and there's a lot of other good stuff that came out in 1991. So I'm talking about September 24th, 1991. We've, we, when we did our 90s review, yeah, this came up. But in, on that sing, down that day alone, three, I mean, if, and a couple other records but, uh, came out on the same day. That Those big three were uh, Nevermind by Nirvana, Blood Sugar Sex Magic by Red Hot Chili Peppers, and The Low End Theory by A Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. Also... Well, you talk, we want to talk about debuts. You had 10 by Pearl Jam. Oh, there you go. That's a All big right. one. Pretty big. Um, not a debut, but you had Out of Time by R.E.M. I don't there believe that's their debut. No. Um, I'm not a big U2 guy, but Akatung Baby came out. It's a huge uh, album. It was a big yeah, album. Yeah, what was on that? I actually couldn't tell you who was on that. But uh, the, uh, the Mysterious Tech Ways and one of them. Um, uh, there's another big hit on there. One. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's huge. Yeah. So, and then it goes on. Another uh, record that I think was insanely influential that came out that year was Loveless by My Bloody Valentine. That's one of my all-time oh, favorite rock albums. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is great. Um, yeah. Also, 91, Bad Motorfinger by Soundgarden. There you go. Great um, I think Massive Attack's first album came out. Use Your Illusion 1. I know you guys aren't big Guns N' Roses guys, but that, that, I mean, November Rain is on that. And that has, mm-hmm. the for a while, was the most watched music video on YouTube. I think it was I the first that. one to reach a billion. Really? Views. I believe that. Yeah. Um, so that's not nothing. You know, it's Sailing mm-hmm. the Seas of Cheese by Primus, I believe that's a debut. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes that was on. Was that a debut? I, I, I think so. No, I have, we might have to double check. Let's see. Mm-mm. No, okay. Not a debut, but still early. Early Great premise. Album. Yeah, Frizzle, and, uh, Frizzle Fry was there. Frizzle Fry is the first one, okay. Yeah. Gish, though, by Smashing oh. Pumpkins, that's a uh, that's a debut. That is the um, The great uh, album Spiderland by Slint that I talked about that's right. on the show came out. Uh, Girlfriend by Matthew Sweet came out, which... Great uh, album. Great album. I know that's like the favorite of uh, Rockin' the Suburbs podcast. They all want to talk is. about Matthew Sweet all day. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and, you know, Temple of the Dog, the, the, Mr. Bungle's first album came that's out. Right. Uh, yeah, the the Spin Doctor's Pocket Full of Kryptonite. I'm not going to necessarily... Great album. <laughs> Great album. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. I'll go out on that ledge. All right. No, I love go. it. 
cool cool all right well this is a safe place yep. and then uh <laughs> you know i we talked about this record recently the, the metallica the black album oh that's right you know that was just paid good homage point. to by like everyone good point. um you know also 91 so this is like it just also happened to be the year that i started to really fall in love with music mm-hmm. um or actually i shouldn't say that but in the aftermath of this year a lot of bands and albums that you ended up loving came yeah out it, like yeah. The, and it just so happened i mean this i was actually started right i mean i was only nine yeah you know we were all we're all pretty roughly the same age mm-hmm. nine or ten and so you're seeing this stuff, but I, I, you're not necessarily like consuming it, right. at, le- well, at least not all at yeah, once. And you never, and even, in, even in any current year, you're like, you don't realize how big it is necessarily until some fraction would, of time. I would argue with you based on what's happening now, because people consume it so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas you, you yeah. know, like something like, even if I'd been 15 years old, had a CD player and had a lot, enough money to buy all these albums as they came came out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's essentially what you're dealing with now with 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 a kid who has yeah. a Spotify account. You know, you're, sure, you're, sure. You, it's, it comes out. You're listening to the whole thing. Next, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Maybe maybe you. It is possible now to kind of internalize it all, even though you may not. Real, we can, we don't know the impact. I mean, the analysis is real time. So, like the the feedback loop that kind of it takes for some of these albums to kind of grow legs happens a lot faster. Um, mm-hmm. right. But as far as the impact that they make, you don't really see that until the music that comes after that. You know what I mean? True. Funny enough, Frank Zappa also put out an album in 1991. Is that Yellow Shark? Go. No, what was that? No, it was a... Uh, it's like you can't do that on stage anymore, 19 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the best band you never heard in your life. Ah, uh, okay. There you go. Live album. All right. So there you go. Yep. Hey, 91 is a solid pick, man. I, I As soon as I started thinking more about the 1972 idea, I was like, uh, one of the two of them is going to bring up 1991 and it's going to be hard <laughs> that's going to be a hard argument to have but mm-hmm. so. even Alanis Morissette's debut mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a lot we did a whole we did a whole uh, segment Not, on 91 yeah, yeah. exactly so yeah. I, I, I'm, be, I'm beating a dead horse but um, but uh, Nick did nah, you have your mind be- well so I took a little bit of a different approach I was looking at first first of all I didn't realize Jay that you had had this thought prior to this article that you saw Absolutely. Um, so that that gives it a lot more weight, and and rather than be like, uh, yeah, uh, antagonistic about your choice, I'm now going to come down a notch because I have some fallback <laughs> arguments. Um, Fair enough. But I was looking through because uh, I was like 72. What? I was looking at the list. I was like, yeah, sure. But I even did, I, I was looking. So here's what I did. I went through Wikipedia articles of albums in you know like year in music, Excellent. and I, and I was looking to see. How many of these albums have their own Wikipedia page? Ah, okay. Hmm. Okay. And as you scroll down through the list in like 91 and 72, you know, majority of them do. But you've got, you know, one, two, three. I think 72's got like maybe 25, 30 albums listed in there that don't have their own page. Uh, 91's got like 15 or 20, something like that. Okay. Um, 1970 has oh. one. One album. <laughs> that's listed does not have its own Wikipedia page. And when wow. you start looking through this list, you've got, you've got, I mean, this is Black Sabbath's debut. 
Um, okay. You've got Bitches Brew, which I, I would argue is kind of probably what led to science fiction, or at least the yeah. willingness to experiment as much as, as science fiction did. I, I don't know if Ornette would admit that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see, I see and your point. I'm not going to ask him. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, the and the other thing is that this is this is the year after '69, which which seems like it would be another like go-to year when you yeah. think of like you know I've learned rock history like '69. That's got to be a big year. Um, but it, it's like this is all the stuff that came after kind of allowing '69 to settle in. Yeah. Um, so I mean, Simon and Garfunkel had I think their last album. The Beatles obviously had their last two albums. Uh, Sabbath had two albums. I mentioned that their, their debut, and then they had another one come out later that year. Um, Van Morrison, Moondance. Um, no, that's good. Mm-hmm. Mothers of Invention, Burnt Weenie Sandwich. That was that was okay. Um, all of the Beatles did solo albums. Uh, this is the year that that Harrison came out with with uh, okay. with his his solo album. Yoko Ono and or the John and Yoko uh, had their group thing. Um, Not for nothing. Sure. Yeah, okay. Jackson Five had a huge album. Um, um, they, I think, they, I think they like took all of the charts that year. Deep Purple, Grateful Dead, Grand Funk Railroad. I, I, I don't know, man. It's you've definitely put more thought into it than I have in, in the last day, and I, I spent more of my time <laughs> counting numbers of, of links or lack thereof, uh, just to kind of see like what what would be like a. Well, a, I like your you're trying to find a metric. To, yeah, to, like some to sort of methodology. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I think the reason I like 1972 is it it takes the idea that you were hitting on there that mm-hmm. it's kind of like the 60s are wrapped. This is like the mature. It's like the beginning of the 70s decade yeah. for me. To me, like 70, 71. Of course, there are great albums that came out in the in that period, but like. It almost feels like 72 is like the maturation of all of that. It's And to me, it, it, it all revolves around the Stones because that's when the Stones like matured into the sound that they would carry them through the rest of their lives. Yep, yep. And so for me, that's like, that's the pivot point. They're changing from that 60 sound into like that gnarly raw rock sound that they would mm-hmm. love to death till the end of the 70s. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of artists that did that. They kind of matured past I, that. I think you're, it's, thing it's kind of when it's it, when they got past. Yeah, when they when they when it surpassed. Kind of like how ni- it happened quicker with '91, but that that was like the year that marked the '80s being gone. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Because ni- ni- 1990 still had like there's there's a lot of stuff that you kind of attribute to the '80s that actually came out in 1990. Um, right. But yeah, so I I I, th- I think I thought this year kind of was I thought it was pretty interesting. It was also uh, Sweet Baby James. I think Clapton had a huge year. There was a big Derek and the Dominoes album in '70, and that yeah, that dropped Le- in Layla, 1970. Layla, another yep, and uh, that's right. And then he and, and the Clapton and the Cream, solo and Cream album. Live. I picked one nearby. Hey, not bad, not yeah. bad. Fun you can rationalize yeah. anything, and it, it, to me, it's <laughs> just been one of those funny years, like 1972, would just. For me, it was the year that everything culminated, and finally, I had someone else in in print that agreed with me. So I thought I'd talk there to you guys go. about it. The thing I didn't do, but because I, I thought it would have been mean spirited, was look and see if this guy like does this every year. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> was 1971 the best year for music? Let's, let's look at it. <laughs> Just phones in as his January yeah. column. All right. Very well, cool enough though. about that, uh, Mr. Klein. What you got for us? Dude, Bring us I, home. Well, I will tell you. First off. We don't have a new Kendrick Lamar album, but we do have some news from Kendrick and, oh. and his uh, and his marketing company PG Lang. 
It has been <laughs> announced that P.G. Lang, Kendrick Lamar, and the guys from South Park are doing a live action movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Uh, let me read you the premise here. Hold on a second. Oh my goodness. This is fantastic. Kendrick Lamar and the guys from South Park. And Trey okay. and, yep, and Matt are going to do a movie and the film will depict the past and present coming to a head when a young black man who is interning as a slavery enactor at a living history museum discovers oh that his white girlfriend's ancestors once owned his. Oh boy. Oh, <sighs> oh no. So this is going to be... <laughs> oh no. You know what? I'm so glad they have Kendrick in tow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because Matt and Trey on their own, it would get no. <laughs> way too far, way too fast. <laughs> yeah, they have a reputation for pushing it. <laughs> they do indeed. Uh, after reading that delightful article, I went on a bit of a, I went on a bit of a Nate Wood kick after oh, listening to a, a good bit of Knee Body. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. um, which was, thank you so much, Greg. That was a, that was a really oh, cool, cool recommendation and very much enjoyed searching out his catalog and seeing where he's played. And I found this guy he played with that I kind of, that's been the, that was probably Thursday or Friday, the rest of the weekend. That's pretty much all I've been listening to. Uh, it's this guy, uh, Tigran Hamasayan. I think it's Tigran. Tigran Hamasayan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I could be wrong, but I've, I've heard it pronounced T that way multiple Tigran times. Tigran Hamasayan. This guy, he's an uh, Armenian jazz pianist. Um, mm -hmm. the, the, guy, uh, the guy's crazy. Let's, let's listen to... Um, Let's listen to a track he did, I think back in 2011, maybe. This is actually with Nate Wood on drums. Um, this is called uh, Vardavar. stuff um it's <coughs> great they uh, found a reddit thread and they settled on 11 16 and then 15 16 <laughs> which to me comes out to 4 4 so i don't know yeah <laughs> well hello that's my sugar you know? i know right right <laughs> so this guy's got some crazy rhythms and I, I started to read a little bit about him and i was like who is who the heck is this guy he's, he's about six or seven years younger than us he's born in armenia his father was a jeweler and his mother designed clothing and like at the age of three he found a piano and just was attached and then they moved the family to like a village to, to like the, like closer to like the city so he could kind of and he went to a music school starting at the age of six um, wow. and then at the age of 10 they moved him to, they moved to California 
and he's basically been kind of unleashed. Um, wow. And, and the wow. guy's got, it's extremely, th th I realized, I realized kind of later in the day to day that I picked some very technical pieces. He also has some incredibly beautiful, nuanced, like just gorgeous, gorgeous piano work that he does. Uh, the guy's absolutely a master. But yeah, I was uh, I was listening to him a lot today after you recommended him, and uh, yeah, like you said, there's the the crazy technical ones, but he does have a lot of really beautiful softer pieces in there as well. And and when he improvises, he does a lot of vocalizations, um, and he and he mm -hmm, brings in mm -hmm. a lot of like uh, Armenian uh, harmonic structures, um, which I I found just really really cool to listen to. Um, yeah. Greg, I, I'm sure you've heard, I, you. I think you've heard of this guy, right? What, Absol what's, what's yeah, your... absolutely. So his music gets definitely uh, compared to uh, some of the bands I, I really like, you know, in, including Meshuga. Um, mm -hmm. So a lot of uh, there's there, there's certainly some comparisons, even though you might listen to you know something like we like what you just played, Nick, and not say, well, that we'll say well, that's not heavy metal, but some of the, the approaches to the uh, it's the fast, like it, right? <laughs> well, it's fast and slow. Mm -hmm. You know, depend, depending mm -hmm. on how you want to look mm -hmm. at it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like a slow 4-4, four, four, but it's a fast 15, you know. Yep. I started to notice basically that um, people who were into some of the same metal, specifically progressive metal stuff that I liked, were also bringing this guy up, um, including my brother, uh, Austin. You know, he, he, he was a, is, I imagine, a huge fan yeah. of uh, Tigran. So, yeah, it's been, it's been cool to see him get uh, some notoriety. I mean, because, you know, sometimes artists like this are just a little too much. Um, but I think that there's enough of an audience uh, and, and sort of a, a void, if you will, of like peop of people who enjoy progressive heavy music and jazz. Mm -hmm. And he sort of like is trying to the get melding right of the two. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and honestly, I think that there's a lot of uh, the perspective of virtuosity. Mm-hmm has uh, shifted lately. Okay. I find that people are actually more drawn to virtuosos and uh, technical playing yeah. than they were maybe like 10 years ago when that was kind of not it, cool. It's well, it's become a yeah, it's become a bar I think in a lot of ways because because especially with people kind of being trapped in their houses and sharing what they're learning, I, I think like it, it becomes like the, the next thing that you can accomplish and so you seek those difficult performances yeah. as inspiration to kind of pull off what you're aiming to to achieve you know as you kind of work through your own artistry yeah um there you and go. that seems that that seems to have caught on more I, I i totally agree and actually i'm glad you brought that up greg because i want to play a, a quick clip because his latest album which is which is uh i think about two tracks off of that i want to play features your uh your buddy tosin tosin Abasi. yes yes um and I have a clip from a song called Vortex, which is a little bit heavier um, than, than most of his other stuff. But this is off his, his latest album, The Call Within.
track. Yeah, Another absolutely. Cool track. Awesome. Yeah. Um, l- l- why don't we listen to one more off the album, and then and then I think I'm I think I'm good. Yeah. I, the one thing I'll say is that I I don't think this guy's caught on yet. I, I really don't. Like he's not he's not really anywhere. There's no reviews other than like deep jazz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blogs, um, but like no mainstream people are talking about this guy. And I don't know. It might be that he's too, that he's just too technical minded to to attract like a mainstream audience. But I hope not. I hope not because this guy is such a freaking talent. He's really young. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's thirty four. And I'll, I'll tell you that some of his, especially his solo piano work, I, 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 I this may be. I even hesitate to say it, but it really reminds me of of, of the Cone concert. Um, like okay. the, like his vocalizations and just his his playing with kind of uh, especially when he gets into like more like slowed down just the rhythms and like the overlapping melodies that he kind of like kind of brings up uh-huh. uh, there's a couple live uh, Im- uh, improvisation performances he did on that are on YouTube that are just just really really freaking cool um, nice so. yeah I haven't seen him in in action I'm gonna check him out on YouTube yeah, That's I, really I honestly cool. was de- I was I was like I, I gotta see this because it's just some of it sounds just too much like the arpeggio patch you know what I mean like it's just <laughs> it, it just it's just so freaking mm-hmm. fast and now he's absolutely doing it and and like kind of singing and scatting along as he does it's it's really freaking wild Beautiful. but let's let's hear one more uh, this is levitation 21 this is also off off this latest album So cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it slows back down, and it's it's lovely. Very cool. Yeah, man. His uh, yeah, his stuff is really great, and I do hope that I mean he's definitely known within, like you said, like the jazz community, and a little bit in the metal community. Apparently, he wanted to be a thrash metal guitarist when he was when he was young. That was like his dream. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yep. Well, I wanted to be a drummer. I know. I know. Yeah. But no, he's he's a beast, and you know, I think I think you're right, though, Nick. That he's he hasn't reached his he has we haven't seen him in his final form. Critical mass. No, I think I think what you're hearing is like he's working through the frenetic energy that is your 20s and early 30s. Yeah, um, especially with, you know, now dealing with all kinds of new obstacles. And Hey, to tie it all full circle, I, I have a quick little anecdote. One time Tosin came over to my place for lunch just to kick it, and I played him The Shape of Jazz to Come by Ornette Coleman. <laughs> oh, beautiful. He's wow, like, look at that. He, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, 
I know you're into jazz, but have you heard? Have you ever heard free jazz? <laughs> like, what was his is, take? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, it's it's a great record. Yeah, he it's just kind of like, undeni- he, it's undeniably great. You know, you gonna you gonna finish your pickle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Should I just like leave the dishes here, or what do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I the, the the one like kind of sad moment that I have to reflect on that is when he because <laughs> that moment was he's like, you should really try to learn how to thump. You just gotta do your your thumb up, and I'm like, eh, I don't know, man. And it's like it wasn't until like quarantine, <laughs> like mm-hmm. ten years later, that I was finally mm-hmm. like, all right, let me see if I can do this <laughs> on 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 his uh, guitar with his name on it that he, mm-hmm. you know. Right. <laughs> But honestly, that's when I was like, "Oh, actually, this is fun on a seven string." <laughs> you need—I needed the seven string, so yeah. Anyway, Thicker gauge. But, yeah, but it's great. It's great to hear, you know, this kind of uh, bond, bond or um, these kind of bridges. Yeah. That are you know now all of a sudden you've got some metal that's Crossing you know le- into, leaning, yeah. it's like leaning into the jazz, and then the jazz is leaning a little bit into the metal. And, uh-huh. uh, I, interestingly enough, uh, one of one of Tigran's drummers, the one who introduced him to Mashuga, according to this article that I found on Jazzwise, was uh, Ari Honig. Nick, okay. I don't know if, if you're familiar with him. The name actually rings a bell, but I can't place yeah, it. No, he's, I, I, I he's, he's badass. He, he's played he, um, played right. with a lot of people. I'll see Ari what I can find Hon- this week. Yeah, Ari Honig. <laughs> definitely look him up, man. He uh, he used to do clinics and stuff back when I uh, he came to University of Maryland and did a clinic. He could he, he did this thing where he could put his elbow on the drum and find the pitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he like, would learn like melodies. Oh wow! Jeez, oh, you know, and he he played like I think he played like "You Are My Sunshine," you know, but like just on the drums. <laughs> but then he played like Donna Lee, like <laughs> like a be- a bebop head, like. <laughs> I mean, you, you have to have the ear for it to like. <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, That's... maybe look it up. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, I will, I will. He, Definitely. He, well, there you go, listeners. A uh, sneak preview of Nick's topic next week. Yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah he, exactly. play, he plays with uh, Tigran. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you, boys. Greg, tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us. You got it. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> <All right. laughs> you should check it out. Dot com. Send us an email, yseiopodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram, or on Twitter. Our handle is mm-hmm. at should check. Should Go you listen tweet. to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a review. And as always, tell a friend you should check it out. Please do. Beautiful. Yeah. Please do. And come see uh, Greg Loman and the Red Knot Chili Peppers down at the State Theater or wherever you choose to see them here Falls on the East Coast. They're Saturday. Gonna- yeah, they're gonna be in town, boys. Come definitely on, definitely more see dates, you know. And I mean, listen, we're we're doing okay here, right? I mean, right? People are still alive. Are people still alive? I think so. I, I, I think hope so. so. Yeah, I hope so. I what? Yeah. Do you hear something? What's going on? Yeah. Is there news? <sighs> There's news, all right. But <laughs> okay. No, yeah. we're all good. We're all out. Yeah. Come on, mask up, facts up. Come yep. on out and see a show. There Support you your local music. Thanks, buddy. And support your local podcast, tell a friend, like Greg said. And until then, guys, we'll see you back here next week. This is You Should Check It Out. Can't wait. Peace. Hey, now. See you.